that's the point, isn't it? Like there's been this massive shakeup. Uh, consumer habits have changed, and oh, we're going to say it again: this is the new normal. Like this, this is how things are done now. Welcome to No Bollocks Marketing, the podcast by your favourite e-commerce agency, Be Found, Be Chosen. I'm your host, Guy Kingsley-Smith, and each week I invite different members of the team onto the podcast to set the record straight. We promise brutal honesty, occasional grumpiness, and bang average banter as we pick through what's going on in the worlds of digital marketing and e-commerce. Let's get into this week's episode. So today we are going to chat through um, trend two of the Shopify Future of E-Commerce Report 2021. And let's dive straight into it. Trend two is new consumer behaviours reshape the future of retail. Um, Joe Robbo, I'm going to hot potato you. Um, I think you're quite good at this and consumer behaviours and habits and all those merry things. What do you think's going on here? What's this report going on about? Well, I think, you know, obviously, let's not throw too many many buzzwords around, but 2020 was was a hell of a year. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of things where people are, are not going to go back to the way they were, you know? Like, um, one of the very first ones on the list here is, um, you know, health and hygiene and home essentials. And I've got a mate too. It was in about June and July when the regulations were starting to lift, you know? They needed, like, moisturizer or something daft. Mm-hmm. And they were thinking, well, I need a mask to go to kind of, like, you know, Elden Square in the centre of Newcastle or not. And in the end, rather than take the chance, they just shopped online and that's not going anywhere. So it's the idea that like, you know what, like, you know, if you're doing an online gym class, maybe you will go back to the physical gym, but other stuff is, is here to stay. And if you're running a business, you've got to be ready for it. That's it. I think the, the thing I've highlighted is 75% of consumers who say they've tried something, tried something different or gone to an online brand during the pandemic and 60% of those expect to integrate that brand into their lives post-COVID. That's the point, isn't it? Like, there's been this massive shake-up. Uh, consumer habits have changed. And oh, we're going to say it again. This is the new normal. Like, this, this is how things are done now. Absolutely, yeah. I think yeah. it's especially true, if, even if you are in sort of like the, the brick-and-mortar space. Mm. If you've been keeping yourself alive for the last 12 months by doing curbside pickup and things like that, you can't expect to get rid of that in 2021 because someone yeah. else will keep it and they will steal your customers. It goes both ways. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, that blend of, of online and offline is here to stay as well. Or the, the brands that do it better will certainly be the more, more effective brands. Um, have you bought anything online just out of interest, like something you maybe wouldn't have before, but the pandemic's forced you to buy something a bit weird online and you're going to, going to keep the habit up. Yeah, we're we're doing um Hello Fresh now. Okay. Um, oh, nice. So we get like yeah, five of our seven evening meals delivered to us every week. Yeah. And we've we've said like we're we're not gonna we're not gonna change, we're gonna keep going with it because it just means that you just need to go to the shop maybe once a week to like get a few bits for the weekend and a few bits to see you through. Yeah. Uh and you don't have to do like a big shop anymore. Uh and there's always like discount codes. We never pay full price. There's always like forty percent off, fifty percent off. Mm. Uh, so yeah we're definitely going to keep doing that just if for nothing else just more time for us for like sort of leisure activity things really it's an hour or two less spent on bloody little or as there every week <laughs> so my missus does the weekly shop on a Monday morning I've, uh, I keep dodging oh, that sure. one <laughs> <laughs> going into what, the office what about you Robbo? yeah I think for me it's um, 
You know what? It's probably caught me up with other people rather than actually change. Like I'm, I'm quite fussy when I'm buying things, you know. And the two that's kind of sticking out is like jeans. Like I don't know. Um, mm. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a lot wider than I am tall in some respects. <laughs> so um, yeah, buying jeans off the peg is normally just not worth, not worth my time. Like in the past, it would be like, you know, I'd, I'd set a couple of hours aside and I'd go to the shops and I'd do it properly and I'd, you know, not have to worry about that. And then same with kind of, um, I bought a TV and a PC monitor recently. I've just moved house, you know, so thought I'd get all my, my spaces together. And that's, yeah, those three things are all stuff that I'd want to see in person, like, especially when it's like screen tech and stuff like that. Like, mm. you know, I've, yeah. I've worked there. I know that like, you know, people say TV is a TV, like not, not in my eyes, it's not. And in the end, I've had to buy it all online and just sort of really be a bit more willing to return it if it wasn't great. Whereas, you know, once upon a time, that was enough friction to make me think like, no, I'll go, I'll go into the shop and I'll do it right. And in the end, yeah, I've, um, yeah, I've not started doing my shopping online or anything like that just yet, but, um, yeah, I think it's, it's, I was very much someone that was kind of like a laggard in some of these things and it's, it's pushed me over the line and yeah, at this point, not realistically going to go back. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think especially like you say, like shops for me, like PC World and Curry's, like you go there for like expert customer service as well as trying to get the product. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think, yeah, shops like that need to have that uh, physical option as well. Yeah. But they're a good case for blending offline and online, aren't they? Because, you know, if you're going to spend, let's call it three grand on a Swish telly, you kind of want to see it in person, but you're also not going to, you're probably not going to buy that on a whim. You're going to go home, you're going to do your research online, you're going to compare the one you've seen to other similar TVs in that price range and of that category online. And then you're probably going to, if you've seen the messy middle that Google took out a while ago, that you go between exploration and evaluation until you ultimately come to the purchase. Mm-hmm. It might be that the evaluation is often done in person, but the exploration more often than not will be done online now. Yeah, absolutely. It's, I suppose it's been a, a thing for a while, hasn't it? Like the, they call it showrooming and webrooming, depending which way around you do it. Mm. so like you know showrooming being when you go to you go to pc world and all the rest of it and you get the great customer service you get the recommendation your heart's set on the wall and then you go and buy it online because it's 50 pounds cheaper and you know that's that's gonna probably still be as much of a threat as it was in some sectors but in ones like that even more so that said right a bit of a tangent have you seen curry's pc world's curbside pickup service no. It's it's probably yeah. good. I was at um, the Team Valley over the weekend mm-hmm. and they've basically got like a, a massive chunk of the car park booked out. Like it's just there for them now because obviously everything's shot. I suppose it's not that impressive that they've done that. But you get like your marked <laughs> bay and you do your, um, you know, like you'll get your, your pickup instruction and you'll go and park in like bay six or whatever. And then you take your, um, you know, you're buying a TV or something. You take that to like the doors which are open, like the little cracks you can actually like talk through and you tell them you're cold and stuff. And then they get your thing and like a couple of technicians from Curry's will like literally carry it to car bay six and like you just open your boot and they just put it in for you. And so it's like as contactless as it can possibly be. And uh, to be honest, in terms of like, they're they're not going to keep that after, um, after the pandemic, it's going to be impossible. That car park is going to be round full of cars again. Mm. So, you know, any, anything they can do to keep that same level of service is going to, it's going to really help them stand out, but it's not going to be straightforward. Yes, it's it's yeah, it's it's mad how because we've been forced to change. We, we said this on the, the the podcast about episode one. 
And that's, you know, the retailers we're talking about here have been forced to adapt their service so they can continue to sell, just like we've been forced to adapt how we live our lives. So we, we've changed how we buy, i.e. all our spend has shifted online mm. versus offline. But it's, it's crazy how humans adapt to different kind of circumstances. And I wanted to mention, I don't know if you either, is, have either of you come across a chap by the name of Richard Shotton? No. no, I know his name, but so that's all. He's a behavioral scientist, right? And he applies all of his work to the world of online advertising. And he, right. and he says one of his big things is when there's a period of big change in someone's life. And he classically he'd highlight periods like moving away for uni, um, having the first kid, you know, big life events. Mm. That's the best time to advertise for someone because those people who are going through a big change, they're not going to be as well set in their habits. They're going to be using their slow brain a little bit more than their fast brain for a while. That's the time to catch that consumer at that period of change when he potentially consider a new brand or consider mm. doing something completely new or trying a brand new experience. Um, so I wonder if there'll be a period of adaption as we go back to the shops opening again. Is there going to be another kind of set of, right, we're going to set reset our habits again? Is that a new time for brands to think about how they can make their customers' lives better who might be blending, working in the office and working from home or the whole other manner of things that we'll start doing as the world starts to open up again? Don't know. Yeah, I think it's reasonable. I think I gave that... I give that a bit of attention on the on the BFPC mailer this week, actually. I mean, I think that it got about a half a line's worth in the end, like, but yeah, it's this idea of, you know, you're going to be resetting your habits again. And if you're going to change, then you might as well, you know, decide to look at everyone and not just the one that you were with before. Yeah. And I think especially if it's something where, yeah, you start doing it online 12 months ago because you need it to make do, hmm. you, you know, you might yet just, the only change you make is that you're going to go and get the best one for your money or something now. It's it's an opportunity. Mm. It's like people will be lazy if they can be, mm. but when things are brand new, they don't know how they can be lazy yet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, tell, I think it's um, it's like a lot of things in the world, isn't it? Like you buy like your, your first cheap car is always like a bit sort of yeah, a bit run down and all the rest of it. So you can yeah, get a feel for it and all the rest of it, and then you go and get something proper once you know what you want. And it's mm. the same with you know um. Like me and a lot of my friends play musical instruments. You get a cheap one, you decide what you want. Then you spend 500 quid. Like, and yeah, I think it's it's probably not been something before where there's going to be so many tiny little habits where that's the approach people are taking all at once. But I'd say now's the time. Absolutely. What did you think of... Um, so there's a page, page 22 of this report, right? It says mm -hmm. you've got to make it fast and easy to buy from you anywhere. Um, a lot of the stuff in this report for me is a bit of a no-brainer. I mean, that's that's kind of obvious these days, if, especially for our generation. If you're not, if if your store isn't ready for people to buy when and where they want, you've got a real problem, and you're not even going to compete. Um, and the the phrase I always come back to, being a salesman by background, is businesses should first make everything equal i.e. all these operations that consumers just expect to be part of the offering. And when everything's equal, you just go away and make loads of friends. And that's where you like, you, you do your branding pieces and you, you 
give them the content that they might want to consume and, and entertain them versus um, delivering the value per se. That's something you'd agree with or? Yeah, I think it's fair. I mean, I, I guess the the marketing equivalent of that same sort of line is it's, you don't have to prove that yours is the best. You just have to prove that it's like sufficiently good. Mm. It's if there's a different product that might well be better, but they've got doubts about it and they've got no doubts about you, they'll go to the security of, of you not casting any doubt upon them. And so, yeah, I think it's, like you say, fast and easy is really, it's for me, the doubt is if I'm going to have to wait three weeks for shipping, that's that's a doubt. So yeah, sufficiently good might be, I get the, the not quite as good version of the product, but I can have it now. I'm, mm. I'm probably just going to get it now. Good stuff. Um, things like connecting your online checkout to POS, no brainer, surely. Mm. I don't know if you've ever shopped at Donnell Mill. Not lately, no. <laughs> I must have at some point in my life, but it's not fresh in my mind. Well, that's they've connected their POS system really well. I think they've. Uh, I live near the North Shield store, Donnell mm-hmm. Mill, and that's had a bloody queue every time I've been of people doing click and collect there. So yeah. they've they've adapted brilliantly to making all the stores essentially warehouses. Customers have gone having not been able to enter the store and just gone as like to pick up whatever item they've ordered from each store. I think it's brilliant. Hmm. Put you on the spot. Have you seen any other examples of that? Anyone we can shout out? You know what? I think it's, it's another one where again, they've sort of like gone above and beyond and really shined with it. Um, and it's, I suppose it's all the same company as Curry's and stuff, but I used to work for um, Carphone My House. Mm-hmm. And um, so I bought, bought a phone through them when I still worked there. I got the staff discount and all the rest of it. Insured it through them. Then about a year later, I smashed it. And it was it was a Saturday afternoon. It was too late to get sort of next day and all that sort of thing. And long story short, I wasn't able to get a new phone until Monday. But I was going to London for a week for work on Monday. So this was like, you know, I was going to be in a hotel. What am I supposed to do? And, you know, you've got this line here in the, yeah, connecting your online checkout to POS, mm. where, yeah, you need to be able to enable things like ship it to customer and local pickup and stuff like that. They basically, they'll ship it to any address you want, but they'll also ship it for like, even from within the store, they'll do it like click and collect through their pass to anywhere. Mm-hmm. So I was able to stand in the Newcastle store and say like, get this delivered to, you know, whether it's the Oxford Street store or whatever, and say like, I'll get that on Monday evening. And like, you guys just fix that for me. And it was, it was very easy, you know, compared to, you get some stores where you go in and they say, oh, it's not in stock wherever, but you can you can drive to Leeds and it's like, well, I'm, I'm not going to drive to Leeds. Like that's, that's not, that's of no interest to me. <laughs> Just not on the cards. Bad customer yeah, exactly. experience, making me drive two hours. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. I've, this last bit of section two, help customers bring your brand to life. I've approached um, through the lens of, I'm trying to pick holes in it a bit. So like the first one, is experiment with AR. Um, yeah. I, I, I can't... We all thought in 2016 voice search was going to be the next big thing, didn't we? And I think people not, still do, and I'm convinced they're bad. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's not really here. It hasn't been the uptake that people have seen. I bet if no. we went back and looked through a few articles, there'd be some people left with egg on the face, to put it politely for this podcast. Mm. Um Joe Foley, do you, can you see that catching on? Augmented reality. Uh, I think it'd be one of those things that perhaps had a bit of advancement over the last year, just out of pure necessity. 
But once things go back to normal, it'll just be a bit of a niche that if somewhere has it, you might try it just for something a bit different, yeah. the novelty of it. Whereas, yeah, I think like Joe re- referenced earlier, something like a pair of jeans or something like that, you're just going to go into the shop and try them on. You're not going to, yeah, you're not going to do it digitally. I, it's, it's, it's just not the same. Yeah, um, aug- so, augmented reality is not going to solve the problem that, you know, if you squat or go to the gym whatsoever, jeans just don't fit you very well. Yeah. <laughs> Being yeah, able to try them on digitally with your phone and your girlfriend waving it over over your legs to see if those jeans look nice, absolutely yeah. not happening, is it? It's, it's yeah. not going to happen like, unless and, until it's perfect. It's not like it's not. It's yeah. just not going to happen. And yeah, was, like, like, like I say, I think it's just one of those things where because there was no other option, it probably had a bit of a spike, but it yeah. will just sort of die off again. I'm sure of it. I think maybe furniture when you want a sense of size might be the one thing where, you know, sometimes yeah. you buy something and then like you get it in your house and you're like, oh, so actually maybe that's just so you can literally see, will it be right or not? But it's, you know, the old one, like the, the previous, pro- yeah, probably the predecessor, the AR that I used to see was when you'd be, you'd be on a clothing website or whatever, whether it was jeans, more commonly it would be a t-shirt and it would come in multiple options and you could see where it's literally, it's the same shot of the same model every time. And all they've yeah. done is like digitally altered the colour in all the other shots. But yeah. then at that point, it's like, well, now I don't know if any of them are true to life. Yeah. And you t- you talk about your girlfriend waving, like, waving a phone in front of you. Do you know what that took me back to in my head was when you'd be, like, clothes shopping with your mum as a kid, right? It was time for, like, new school <laughs> trousers. And you'd get the trousers and she'd, like, hold them up against your waist yeah. and just be like, yeah, those will be about right. And it's literally all they've done is found a way to do that in your own house. You know what? It was shit then, and this will be shit as well, until it's absolutely perfect. Agreed. Oh, you took me back to British home stores there, Joe. Oh. <laughs> Horrible, isn't it? Um, you mentioned furniture as well. I mean, in theory, yeah, you can see that. I know IKEA have played with it, whereby they might have a sofa on one of their product pages. And on some phones, you can go to your phone and point it around your living room and see if the sofa would like roughly fit in your living room mm-hmm. and things like that. But even then, I can see some purchases happening off the back of that AR that just go really wrong and mm. the size of the sofa in the augmented reality is slightly a bit big or a bit small and as a result the sofa looks a bit daft in your living room and if you get a purchase wrong through AR you're never going to use it again and, yeah. and what's the yeah, old true. saying that um, you, you tell 11 people about a bad experience but only three about a good one yeah absolutely no I think that's fair um even with the furniture, I think it's all it's really doing is saving you, you know, you get home from DFS or whatever and you spend that like half hour ritual of like dancing around the room with like holding the different ends of a tape measure and trying to work out what's going to fit. Like yeah. maybe it lets you skip that, but that is the only part I can see yeah. it really affecting. Yeah. Joe, for did... what, what about this one on uh, live streams? So, so the next bullet point was offer live stream shopping events. Yeah. Is that a yes or a no from you? It's like a sort of QVC type yeah, yeah. Uh, again I think it's just one of those things it's saying it's due to expand uh, to what was it about 25 billion in revenue mm-hmm. by 2023 something ridiculous like that mm-hmm. uh, again is that just growth over the last year that they're expecting to continue or is that going to die off as soon as shops reopen again um, it's something that I've noticed a few retailers doing quite a lot recently and I think if you get the content right and you're talking to your audience, right, 
then it, it could be good. It just it shouldn't be something that you just sort of half ass. Like mm. again, it has to be good for it to offer value. Uh, so if you if you do it right, it could it could be it could be a good sort of stream of revenue. Yeah. Sorry, that's my dog whinging. If you can hear it, <laughs> she um, disagrees with me. <laughs> uh, what do you reckon, Robbo? Live stream. You know what? The people that we've seen do it really well within within the beef and be chosen space are kind of the small independent where it's got a bit of personality. Yeah. I think if you take that and you have it being, yeah, Levi's or Tommy Hilfiger, the examples they've given here, and it's someone, you know, a little bit, but well, either a presenter or like a celebrity, if they decide to go all out, people are more and more aware these days of like hashtag ad. They're always looking for like authenticity. Mm. And for me, like, you know, I don't know if it's indicative of, of everybody our age, but I've always looked at like the QVC and stuff, even since I was a kid. And it's like, well, that person's job is to tell you how mint this is. So of course I think it's fantastic. And mm, yeah, yeah, in terms of that, when it's, when it's your little brand and it's like the director and stuff, like their name's attached to that. If you buy it and it's crap, then like, you know, that's their business and that's them that suffers for it. Mm. But if it's, yeah, if you've got, you know, some influencer that's, you know, advertising Levi's jeans, they're going to tell you they're great every time because they've got nothing to lose. And I mm. think it's, It'll work for some people, but for other people, there'll be an element of trust that there's just you just can't artificially create like that. Mm. Yeah, I, I agree. I can see it working better than AR. I'm I'm yeah, very yeah. pessimistic than AR, but I can imagine a world where you know, pretty little thing have done it re- recently. I think they called it Pink Friday and had it just um before or after Black Friday. Classic, I know, but I can picture a world where the big brands would have say a shopping event i don't know say there's a fuck, fuck i don't know say you're a knitting company and you sell needles and wool and stuff like that and there's a massive um there's a knitting conference going on like the world's biggest knitting conference you'd maybe do an event on where you get loads of knitting influences to your warehouse and your showroom and you come in and talk about the this event on a live stream and every so often you drop offers in that way you wouldn't be able to get anywhere else. So perhaps like there's the, the best bundle deals with um, discount codes you only reveal on the live stream and, and things like that. I can't actually, if you offer your customers reasons to go and watch it and you've got a strong brand anyway, I, I can see them working a bit more. Yeah, absolutely. Cheers, lads. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed that, be sure to subscribe and we'll fill your ears with a new episode every Friday. And if you can't wait till then, be sure to head over to befoundbechosen.co.uk forward slash content to see what we're up to. Until next week, see ya.